Welcome to Inside the Pages, sponsored by Cornerstone, located at 524 East Pasadena Street, City of Pomona, California. Our praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Bible study is transitioned to Wednesday at 7 p.m. And so look for that. Expect that to happen soon. Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. You can find us on 99.5 FM or KKLA.com. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. But we're going to have our scripture reading after we this hymn. But in the meantime, let's just love on him. Let's just love him for who he is. Don't ask for nothing. Just love him. behind the wheel of a car in front of heavy machinery or anything, you know, just, just give them a hand wave and, you know, Lord, here I am. There is none like you. There's no one else that makes me feel the way you do. Bless your Lord Jesus, mighty God. You, you know, you have to tell them that you love him for yourself. No one else can express that for you. You have to express it. And he appreciates your voice. Mighty God. Hear my cry, O oh God. Attend unto my prayer. For 
for the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and, the, and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth, which may preserveth him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. And the Bible says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the Lord, of the word. Amen. At this time, we can, we just going to join in with this little melody, and then we're going to go into the Word of God. I want to, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and say, let's direct our attention to the book of Matthews, the 14th chapter, and I'll be back after this important song.
God. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. I hope you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness because the Lord said that you will be filled. If you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness, you know, the worship is, and I know you know it's an intricate part of the service, but you need to understand that the worship and the praise is not something that you're made to do. It's something that you follow in doing. It's something that you get involved with because the Bible said he inhabits, he inhabits the praise of his people. He said, where there's two or three gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst because those two or three are doing something that entreats him. It entreats him. Bless your Lord. Mighty God. Mighty God. Bless your Lord Jesus. We're going to go into the word of God. I had what I call double duty today. I was asked to speak at a, a service this afternoon in the city of Monrovia, expecting guests to come. And so uh, we call that double duty. That's at 3.30 this afternoon. So there's going to be a space of time. But we're going into the word of God. And I solicit your prayers. There's nobody like our Lord. There's nobody like him. There's nobody greater than the God we serve. You know, and I'm telling you, God is so awesome. These are not words, just mere words, because I've heard someone else say this because of my own experience. We solicit your prayers as we are in a state of transition. As I mentioned earlier, our Bible classes changing from Tuesday to Wednesday, and I'm mentioning it now so that you can prepare your hearts for that Wednesday 7 p.m. broadcast as well as your presence. So once that is official, that will be made known. So that's just around the corner. We're also waiting feedback from moving into a new facility where we can set up our studio and what we desire. And so solicit your prayers that the Lord will be done and that we find favor. We certainly need favor. You know, uh, everyone needs some favor. It doesn't matter how large or small you are. You need favor. You need help. That's what favor represents some help. And so we're going to go on into the book of Matthews. Book of Matthews, beginning at the 14th, in the 14th chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse, you, you have your Bibles, uh, if you um, may be using your device. But it's Matthews, the 14th chapter. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. Great are you, Lord. And, and not only are you great, I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord. Lord, and all those that have gathered together to Lord God, to be part of this service, they love you too. Lord God, and, and so we thank you. We thank you for each participant. We thank you for each one that is tuned in. We thank you for those that will be tuning in later. Those that will hear your word that uh, through the, uh, the multiple podcasts that have gone on, those that will hear your word via the radio station, we thank you. We honor you, Lord God, because uh, it's your word. It's not my word. It's your word, uh, Lord God. And I just thank you for using me. Thank you for just using me. Lord God, thank you for uh, for blessing me, blessing each one that is under the sound of my voice, Lord God. And, and so we're just here to bless you, Lord. That's what we want to do. We want to bless you. We want to honor you, honor your name, Lord God. We're we're not here asking for things, Lord God. You you understand and know the need of every individual, Lord God. And you said if we pray in secret, you'll reward us openly, Lord God. And so as we have prayed and as we offer up this prayer, Lord God, uh, as we touch and agree with those that are walking in, in righteousness, those that are being obedient, Lord God. 
ask that you would bless them. And Lord God, you know the desires of their heart, Lord Jesus. And so we ask that you would open up doors that need to be opened and that you would, there are some doors that need to be shut, Lord God. And we thank you because you have the power, you have the authority, Lord God. And so we just want to honor you and say thank you. We just want to offer up thank yous unto you, Lord God. And we just want to give you the, the fruit of our lips to praise and worship unto you, Lord. Uh, Lord God, we just, we're so over, uh, feel so glad, so joyous uh, for you being uh, in our lives this moment. The benefits that you have given us, Lord God, and just ask that you would go before us as we prepare our hearts uh, for later, Lord God, and send your word that you would have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. The 14th chapter of Matthew's 22, we're releasing something into the atmosphere uh, this morning. And so uh, the 14th chapter, verse 22 to 30. Now, let, let me say this. We look for the coming of the Lord. And we believe that the Lord is going to come one day. We, no man knows the hour. Don't let nobody ever fool you. Don't let nobody tell you that I know when he's going to come and this is the year that he's going to come. No, no man knows the hour. The Bible is very clear, very, very clear about that. Now, if anyone tell you that, yeah, they figured it out, then tell them to talk to Pastor Carl Henderson, you know, and yeah, and, and that after they've spoken with me, then. Maybe, just maybe. Nah. No, because the Bible says <laughs> it's the word of God. It's what the word of God says, not what any man says. Doesn't matter what degrees they have, what revelation. The Bible said if an angel come from heaven preaching another doctrine than that which we have received, it is a curse. If a man comes preaching any other gospel than that which has been given, he is a curse. Stay away from those cursed things, those cursed people that are spewing out venom of what the word of God does not say. You don't need to go to church. Now, the word of God does not say that. Or you don't need to. You can just believe in God in all your heart and you'll be all right. That's not what the word of God says. Uh, if you just know what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Because it says heaven and earth will pass away before any part of his word should come up short. So his word is going to fulfill. It's going to go out and it's going to accomplish what it's sent to perform. It's going to happen just as his word says it's going to happen. So don't believe anyone else. Don't believe anybody that come and tell you anything uh, different than what has been written in the word of God. So I'm, I can stop right there and, and get a benediction because I think you have enough. <laughs> but let's go in the word of God and, and let's follow those instructions. Matthew 14, 22, beginning at 22nd verse says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. And to go before him unto the other side, while he went, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. For the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night went unto them. Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. 
And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind bolsters, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried saying, save me. A simple message this morning, a little four letter word, come, C-O-M-E, come, just a simple word. Now, prior to the them boarding onto the ship, uh, prior to them, Jesus going up to pray, there were some things that had occurred. Herod had heard about Jesus. And he wanted to know who this Jesus was, what he was about. Same as you and I, we wanted to know who this Jesus is that everybody's talking about. Everybody, you know, down through from generation to generation, they talked about Jesus. They talked about Jesus and what he did. They described that he is able to heal a human being. Unheard of. That's unheard of. He's able to cast out devils. That's unheard of. It's unheard of. No one else was doing that. Mighty God. Woo, thank you, Jesus. The Pharisees certainly wasn't doing it. The scribes, the Herodians, and the different sects that existed, the religious sects that, you know, the scribes, nobody was casting out demons, and they certainly wasn't healing nobody. There was a man that was sitting in the, in the service with a withered hand. And that man had been sitting there for only God knows how long. Hand with it. There was people that was blind. Sight was ungainable. What about the woman with the issue of blood that spent all of her money? Spent all of her money looking for going to doctor, to doctor, to doctor and until she was drained. This woman was now uh, filthy in a poverty state of being, shipwrecked physically. She said, if I could only, bless you, Jesus, if I could just touch If I could just squeeze through the crowd. My God. If I could get past the insecurities that I feel. The things that have been said and the fun that have been made of me. See, she was pressing not just past the people, but there was some hope that when I get to him, and if I could only touch the hem of his garment, he wanted to know about Jesus like you and I did. He had power, and he wasn't afraid. To use it. The people had been traveling with Jesus. They had been following the Lord because they saw what was going on. Man with withered hand is cured. Someone that cannot see has visibility now. Someone that was was born, a father. That, a man went to Jesus and said, "My son, he, he has some issues and." I don't know what to do. I brought them to, to your disciples and they couldn't do nothing. 
Jesus had to intervene, called out a deaf, dumb spirit that had overtaken the boy. Told the disciples, church, I'm telling you, some things come by prayer and fasting. If you're not fasting, you start. You ought to at least have a day within the week that you fast and consecrate unto the Lord, that you shut everything else out, uh, that while you're at work, you might, you might joke and laugh at others, but there should be a day where you, where you tone it down because you're consecrating unto the Lord. They followed Jesus. And Jesus was about to send them away and, uh, you know, and he wanted to make sure that everybody was okay. And, uh, and he wanted to make sure that they didn't, that they weren't traveling on an empty tank. So there was some food distribution. Souls. One time there was 4,000 souls and then there was another time about 5,000 souls where Jesus took uh, loaves of bread and a couple of fish and gave thanks. And he broke the loaves and, and everybody was satisfied. The natural man was satisfied spiritually and the, the spirit, the, the spirit man was satisfied. They went home thinking and about what they had saw and how awesome Jesus was. The Bible said, and the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces that were left over. Nothing went to waste. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 besides the women and children. Immediately, Jesus had his disciples get into the boat and go to the other side where he sent the people home. Jesus, Jesus, then he went up away to pray. He went by himself. You need to get by yourself sometime. Jesus took time to pray. Are you taking time to pray? You ought to take some time to pray. You know, people say, I want to be like Jesus. But what do you mean by that? Excuse me, I, I'm, I'm just ignorant. I don't know everything. So there, so I have to ask, what do you mean by I want to be like Jesus? What does that mean to you? Well, when you say that, what are you identifying? Are you saying I'm going to have a prayer life? I'm going to go and seek uh, the Lord, his will. I'm going to follow the instructions that are that have been written in the word because Jesus could open up any open up any book open up the Bible and find his his life written. He said, behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that man should always pray. Man, woman, man, child, woman, child. We ought to always pray and not faint. Sometimes you might feel like you want to faint because uh, you're you're saying, I want it now. You know, I think we've all been there. I don't know anyone that's not one that's not going to be honest with them, uh, with with themselves and others that they didn't feel like when they prayed, they just knew and felt they wanted it to happen right then in that moment. And it didn't. And so man should pray and not faint. Prayer is something we do. We are in a state of continual awareness and conversation with God. When we're driving down the street, we, we're in conversation with God. It, it, we never lose contact. Just like you make sure not to lose, not to lose or leave that cell phone because you don't want to be out of contact with um I don't know, whoever, whatever. I don't want to be out of contact with the Lord. And so I make sure that, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, there used to be a, a commercial where they talked about a particular credit card. It said, don't leave home without it. You know, and so we used to sing a song growing up and 
You know, take the law along with you everywhere you go. Take the law along with you everywhere you go. You gonna need them for your doctor everywhere you go. You know, and so that was a that was a song, and that we sung that song for for I don't for minutes upon minutes. Take the law along with you. Somebody else will pick it up and and, and continue on. And, you know, and and so uh, and but that saying is true. Take the Lord along with you. You're going to need them wherever you go. It don't matter where you're going, what you're going to do. Uh, you're going to need him. So there is a continual awareness and conversation that is going on with God. Sometimes we need to steal away from the hustle and bustle of this life so that we can zero in on the life giver, Christ. And, and so... Uh, I, I woke up to these words uh, from Matthew 6 as I was thinking about this, uh, presenting this message. Come, come. Uh, Matthew 6 and 9 says, And after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, personal relationship, Lord, you're my Father, you're the creator of all things. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There was nothing that was made, that was not made by him. Hallow be thy name. Your name is holy, is honorable, is notable above everything. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here in earth as it is in heaven. His will is, is done here on earth and, and, and you want his will to be done through you. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debt and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, prior to those instructions, Jesus told them, uh, don't pray for show. Uh, we, we don't we don't pretend we don't play church here at Cornerstone. You know, if the Lord give you a word, you, you, you're to give that word clearly. You don't have to uh, speak in unknown tongues uh, for four or five minutes and then uh, utter out two words in English and then speak in tongues for another three minutes and then utter out a word of English. No, if God gives you a message, it's going to be clear and concise. And God knows what he's talking about. And so uh, we don't, uh, our prayers is not to outdo one another. Uh, your prayer is of sincerity unto God. And so he gave them instructions. Don't, don't be like the Pharisees that stand in the broad places and pray with long words and everything to show off that here I am. You know, I, I'm holier than thou. But don't do that. Jesus told them not to do that. And we don't do that. And, and I trust and believe that and, and praying that you don't do that. He said, but pray in secret. Pray in secret. Pray in secret. So when you're at home, you ought to have some prayer time. And when you come to church, you, you know, uh, your prayer. Sometimes your prayer request is a um, unspoken request. And there are other times that you may want to make known unto the one that is ministering to you, touching and agreeing with you in prayer what that request is. He said, don't use long speeches. You know, don't use long speeches and repetitions. Is not necessary. Matter of fact, uh, because he is sovereign, because he is uh, omnipresent, because he is uh, omniscient, and he has all power, all knowledge. There, I, you don't have to pray a long prayer, you know, because by the time you pray that long prayer, something else may have happened. When you need help, uh, it's a four-letter word. And, and if you don't want to say, Jesus, he gets it. He understands it. 
I certainly do. Uh, when that, uh, when I hear my daughters say, or my, my daughters say, dad, dad, I, I get it. I understand exactly what that means. Don't have to give a whole lot of words or anything. I get it. Same thing with my sons. When they want to get the point across, they will, they will switch it up. And so, you know, with a, with one word, I get it. Well, what make you think God does? He gets it. We don't have to use a whole bunch of words and be fancy in our prayers. Sometimes you may not have words. You just may have the moaning of your heart. You just might just be feeling a certain way. And so there's nothing that you can say. The Bible said that, that, uh, that Samuel's mother, the prophet Samuel, I believe her name was Hannah. I could be wrong, but, but that she was, she went into the temple and she was just there praying. She didn't move her. She didn't utter a sound. And the priest that was there looked at her and thought she was drunk. Because he didn't hear anything. He saw her lips moving, but he heard nothing. She was heavy in heart, crying out to the Lord to be a, uh, to, to remove the reproach that, that had plagued her and those that was part of her household and those that were associated with her would make fun of her. It was painful because folks would make fun of you. Even within uh, your, your arena. Whatever your circle is. And so, but then when he realized that she was not there under any other pretense except Burton, he spoke a word to her. And the, that time within the following year, she gave birth to a son who became a well-known prophet. A few sincere words will get the job done. The word comes, the word come means to move or travel forward or into something. God is saying this morning, uh, you need to move and you need to travel toward something, into something. Whatever God has placed an unction in your heart, uh, what to do. He may be leading you here. He may be leading you to a nearby church of truth and power. He may don't sit around. You know, I heard someone saying that, well, I'll, I'll go to church when when the Lord lead me. And they, I guess they were waiting for him to come and and take them by the hand and, and open the car door up and start the car and drive them there. Now, that's not God. No. Come, come means to move or drive toward or into something. It is particular in identifying a place, thought or familiar to the one calling what jesus said come and so he is in familiar territory it is his thought he knows his direction of what he is given uh, the bible tells us in john the first chapter it says that uh, jesus came into galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of god saying the time uh, is fulfilled and the kingdom of god is at hand repent and believe the gospel. You ought to repent and believe the gospel. I was struggling with a thought and I made a decision to believe the gospel. I did, I, you know, we all struggle with thoughts sometimes. There's things that come across our mind. You got to make a, a informed, you, you already have been informed, so you're able to make a well-informed decision and it should be to believe the gospel. Now, I didn't know all of this particular scripture, but one thing I began to say as I was driving down the street is I believe to see the goodness of the Lord. God, I believe to see your goodness. Lord, I believe to see your goodness. And it went from a thought into a audible. I believe to see your goodness. I, I was fighting and resisting the thought that had came and introduced itself to me by believing the gospel. Then I went home and I found the scripture that says, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen our heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, it's interesting that the psalmist makes this declaration. And he says in his confession that I would have fainted. Some of us would have fainted as well if we did not believe to see the goodness of the Lord. And he says, wait on the Lord. And he says, be of good courage. And then he says, he'll strengthen your heart. So that he understands that there is a moment there that you're experiencing. But he says, hold on. And God will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Do you believe the gospel? Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And Jesus said unto them, come ye after me. And straightway they forsook their nets. They left what they were doing. And they followed him. It's kind of strange. Now, I will be looking at my son. It's pretty weird. If some man walked by and said, said follow me. Uh, I'll make you fishers of men. And they're supposed to be uh, working uh, <laughs> and handling nets. <laughs> like, what y'all doing? They followed him. So there was something in the words that was spoken. And Jesus said unto them, come ye after me, and I'll make you fishermen of men. In their line of business, they, they were looking for something, and maybe in that moment, they thought that he was going to give them something, and which he did, uh, that was going to make them uh, fishermen extraordinary. And they did become fishermen extraordinary. And when he had gone a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee. And John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them and they left their father, Zebedee. They left him in the boat with the servants. Yeah, I don't know what his their father was thinking. Maybe they thought he was they was going to get a uh, to get in and out burger or something. But they they left him there with the with the men that were that were the servants. And they followed him. Jesus said, come. But we have not overlooked that word. He's calling out this morning, come. They did, didn't say, I, I need to go to the store. They didn't say, I need to get permission. Wait a minute, I, I'm, I'm shopping for a car. I'm, I'm looking for to get married. I'm looking for a boo, you know. I'm, I got some other agenda. Uh, let me get myself together first. But he said, come. And so they went. Matthews 11 says, come unto me, all ye that are uh, heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. All of you that are laboring, uh, come. Come unto me. And there's a reason that you want to come is because you're overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. I'm just filling things out for myself. Well, it's time out for that. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you're worn out, you ought to come. If you're tired of being tired, you ought to come. If you're feeling broken, busted, you ought to come. He said, I'll help you out of your weariness. And, and he has a witness standing here. As a matter of fact, he has multiple witnesses that I'll help you out of your weariness. He said, come. I'll help you out of the, the drain and the strain. You ought to come. I, I will help you where you need help. Bless your Lord Jesus. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I, I'm meek and lowly in heart. And, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You'll never find nobody that, that came, that began to follow the Lord looking like they have lived 40 years and they're nothing but 20 years old. You'll find folks that, that may have looked like they had a hard life, that have come to Christ, and now they look different. You can see the Shekinah glory upon them. You'll find those that, 
that have turned their lives around, that what they used to be, they are no longer, as we all were. We all were something. But today, we're not what we used to be. Matter of fact, some of us don't look like where we've been. Some of us don't look like what we've been through because of what God has done. Bless you, Lord Jesus. You can't see me, but I'm smiling right now. <laughs> Mighty God. Some, some know what, what I'm talking about. Some know exactly what I mean with that. But we don't. Some people look at those that are that, that God has taken and cleaned up. He said, though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. So it's God that took the old uh, rough neck, rough looking thug, whatever you want to call what we were. You know, I can think of a lot of names and, and different things of what we were. And what, where we are now, and we don't look like that. Thank you, Jesus. We know about it because we lived it. We understand the dynamics of it. We know all the wrong that there is, and we can identify some that have not. Mm -hmm. Don't be a hypocrite. We can identify some that, that say they did, and they're not. But we're not, we don't look like what, because God, took that which was, though the sins be as, oh, bless your Lord Jesus. And he cleaned us up. Isaiah 55 said, said, everyone that thirsts, come. Come. Come to the waters. And he that have, have no money, you don't have to buy this. You, you ain't got to buy this. The arrowhead's not selling nothing to you. You ain't got to buy it, you know, because it, is, it has printed on the bottle for little electrolytes, you know, to replenish you, to rehydrate you. No, you ain't got to buy this. You'll be electrified. You will be restored. He said, come. Come. You don't need no money. He said, come buy and eat. Come. Buy wine and milk without money. It is free. Now, I'll nurture you and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in the fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you even the mercies of David. We know David had some mercy. Bless your Lord Jesus. It don't matter where you've been. It don't matter what you've done. It don't matter what you're doing right now. Come. Come. The Bible tells us, I had to stop and think about David. What kind of mercy did David have? David didn't. You know, we used to think of David, at least I did, you know, that he didn't do everything right. Now, I found out from the word of God that he did. I found out from the word of God he did. That's, what, that's why it's so important to get into the word. The mercies of David. God made a promise to David. He said that you'll ever possess the throne. You'll ever possess it. Now, the Bible said, because David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Listen to this testimony. David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Did he always want to do what was right in the eyes of the Lord? Do you always want to do what's right? But he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And the Bible said, and he turned not aside from anything that he commanded him. David did not. Turn aside from anything that was commanded him. Did, do you always want to do what's right? I'm going to tell you, say no. Sometimes your flesh rears up. Sometimes your flesh make you feel a certain way where you just don't want to. But your logic, your spirit man says, flesh, you're not going on parade. You're going to obey what God is saying. There's not a soul on the face of the earth that's following God that that won't say amen to what I just said. 
because they know the truth. Your flesh will war against your spirit man. The Bible tells us that is contrary. So did David flesh war against his spirit man? Yes, it did. But the Bible said that he did not turn aside. He followed all that God had commanded him all the days of his life, except, and the Bible points this out, save only in that matter of Uriah the Hittite. That was a thorn. That was an experience that David had to live with through his life. And he realized that. And he realized the results of his sin. He realized that God wanted to kill him for what he did. And he repented of that. That's it. People focus on that one thing. Let's focus on the, the prophet. Let's focus on the king. That what he did afterwards. The Bible says that he obeyed God in all things except the one. And he obtained mercy from God. You need mercy from the Lord this morning. Come. Bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord God, wherever you are. We're getting ready to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come. Thank you, Lord. Come, it's all, all God has said. Come, follow me. I'll give you rest. Come, follow me. There's no great demands being placed upon you. The, the enemy is putting demands upon you, trying to ruin you, trying to ruin your name, your reputation. If he can't do it with, with another individual, he'll do it uh, by causing you to self-destruct, implode. But come, there's a covering. See, there's a covering. This, this is the ark of safety. It's a covering. Come. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for what you have sent. We honor you, Lord God. Lord, and as your word has, has so plainly said for us to follow you. Come. Here we are. Lord, and there are those that are traveling on their way. Those that have made up in their mind at this moment that they're going to obey what has been said. They're going to obey the instructions that have been given. Lord God, and, and we pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord God, for a made up mind, for the decision. We pray against every spirit that would work against them, that would try to distract them, that would try to deter their, their move. Lord God, thank you. We pray against those outer voices. We pray against those, those thoughts that, uh, that would try to uh, uh, enter into their mind, Lord God, upon that battlefield. We pray against it in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we, we're here to say thank you. We're here to honor you, Lord God, for Lord Jesus, you said come. Lord Jesus, for the obedience. We thank you right now, Savior, for, Lord God, for this word. We thank you, Lord. We pray and ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice. Lord God, as they move, we just honor you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We'll be careful to give you praise and to give you glory for what you have done. Lord God, we, we ask that you would touch the unspoken request has been made, Lord Jesus, said, Lord God, as long as it lines up with your will, we pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Let's tell him thank you. We can't tell him thank you enough. We can't show gratitude enough. Bless your Lord Jesus for what the Lord has done and what he is going to do with us. What he's going to do for us. You have to be present to, to see. You need to be up close and personal with him. 
to experience what God has for you. Bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord. Bless your Lord. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your Savior. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Savior. Thank you, Lord. Don't don't let yourself be comfortable in God. Thank you. He has so much more. Comfort. Oh, bless your Lord. Comfort brings complacency. No, 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 no. Bless your Lord Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Lord God, we're here for you, Lord. We're here for you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Oh, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And he's looking for yes. He's looking for yes. Mighty God. That, that's all he's looking for, yes. And yes is in our actions. Not just not in our words. Actions. He's looking for yes. Bless your Lord, God. And yes is what he's looking for. Can you give him a yes? Bless you, Jesus. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He's looking for yes. Thank you, Jesus. It's not difficult. It's not burdensome. He said, my burden is, is, is light. My yoke is easy. Yes. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, Cornerstone, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Let's continue to tell them yes. God bless you. Join in with us again. The Bible class, we're in the book of Genesis. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest rule and abide henceforth now and forever. In Jesus' name.
back at 3.30 p.m. specific time for a second service. And if you have, if you're not work, maybe some might be in bed. You know, if you're not busy, tune in. I'll post it at that time. But join us online for the, the service and the preached word uh, for a, a suspicious occasion that is um, that I've been asked to speak at. That's at 3.30 uh, specific time. God bless you.